You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. My name is Jeremiah Jones, and I am the producer of this podcast. The grief we feel when we become aware of the impact that complex childhood trauma has had on us is deeply painful. Our feelings of anger and sadness need to be witnessed by those who understand and offer us the compassionate care we always needed. Candace and Cher know the work of healing takes tenacious courage. Listen in as they discuss why grief is a normal part of the healing journey and the hope that comes when we're not alone in it. Hi, Cher. Hey, Candace. Good to see you. It's good to see you today. Yeah. We just, we just saw each other in person. Was that yesterday? Yeah, it was. Yeah. You left my, we spent the weekend together. You drove in from Minnesota all the way to Missouri where it's over a hundred degrees. I might add. And you left at what, like four o'clock in the morning to drive back home. Yep. It was such a great weekend. It was, it was just great to be together and play a little and work a little and just get to know each other in that way that you do when you're there in person and for kind of an extended, you know, a few days, not just an hour at a time. Yeah. And we've been together before in our, in our, with our story group sisters, which is, which has always been just amazing. Yeah. But this is the first time we just have ever hung out by ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. I'm so glad it worked out and last minute spontaneous decision and it worked that's, out great. So yeah. That's so fun. And even this weekend, being able to talk about what we were going to record today, we, we have a list of things, but just really clarifying what, what do we feel like would be good as a next podcast? And we decided we wanted to talk about the grief that is very real that comes out of complex childhood trauma. I'm just going to say a few things before we get into, I don't really like to call them steps because as you know, we can go back and forth and around. Most of us do not realize we don't grow up naming that we had complex childhood trauma. And you and I talked about that we may know, oh, this happened or that happened. And we know that it wasn't good. But when we start bumping into things in life, whether it's, you know, consistent relationship issues, addiction, feelings of chronic shame, realizing that we're not showing up in what we would say our true self, we get curious, like what's really going on? Yeah. So we find someone eventually that really does understand. And they've gone on their own journey of healing. They've gone before us in this and they don't tell us everything in the beginning of what they know, right? They know that it's a journey and they know that we have to go so slow, but we start to realize, oh, I didn't just have a traumatic event. I lived with high levels of stress throughout most of my childhood. Can you say a little bit more about what happens when we start to see that that was true. Yes. And I was thinking just about how, when I first started this, being pretty intentional about this journey and I would hear about grief and I would think, well, what do I really have to grieve? I, it was a little bit hard for me to even wrap my arms around that. And, and even to understand, you know, what is grief and But I think, so I started off with the big categories, right? Like of, I was abused as a child. 
I was physically abused and there was a lot of violence. I was emotionally abused. I was sexually abused. But then I think to to begin to peel the layers back and go deeper into being able to grieve that I struggle with connection, that I have struggled a lot through my life with just absolutely hating my body, despising my body. And then along with that, the struggles with comparison and the feelings of not being enough and and then moving toward grieving that, grieving chronic pain that I have struggled with pretty much my whole life, um, headaches and neck pain and struggling to be able to trust and, and grieving that and what, how that has impacted my relationships, the loss of innocence and the loss of childhood and, and just grieving. I mean, I feel like I'm just beginning kind of to grieve that and what, especially as I watch my grandchildren and see their, the freedom and that they function in this realm of security because they know that they're loved, but grieving the, the innocence of that, you know, and the list can go on and on, right. Of the more that I have been able to name some of these areas that really bring up a lot of grief for me, it's almost like the more I recognize it, there's just a lot of grief on many levels because the wounds, they have crossed every level and every aspect of my life. So we have story coaches that have gone before us that we started working with one-on-one. And one of the first things that we experienced with them is being able to see and name things about our stories. And then there's this invitation that comes to be with our grief. Mm -hmm. And in the realm of complex childhood trauma, that can feel confusing Mm -hmm. because right, it happened 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago, which would be different than if we're grieving the loss of a loved one that passed away. There's so much compassion and understanding. But when we start to grieve, when we start to receive that invitation of being invited into the grief that we could not and did not process as a child, it can feel scary. And I want to say that for people that don't understand, especially if you're sharing it more openly, it can be judged and it can be, let's just say not held in the honor that it deserves. Yeah. And the severity, because when we went through our childhood harm, it was in an atmosphere of silence and secrecy. Things were happening that the outside world didn't know that sometimes, you know, I felt like my other parent didn't know, or, you know, surely if somebody knew I would have received some help, but because it's in that atmosphere of, of silence and isolation, there's such a desperate feeling of being utterly alone. And so then as we now, many years later, begin to share our stories, it's the first time that we are experiencing that scenario and those memories only. We are not alone this time. And just how deeply impacting that has been as I've worked with my coach and as we have had story group where in a community now where we're able to talk about things from the past and also things in the present and we are not alone and it just changes 
everything. I'm thinking of what we say, we need compassionate witnesses. Yeah. And even though they weren't there in real time, it still counts. It still counts that maybe they would help us know what should have been done or could have been done. And there's just a lot of things that they can see that we can't see it because we are that child in that story. Exactly. It's just, we've experienced it. And we also know that as we go deeper into those stories of childhood harm and we begin receiving the care that we always needed and that we are worthy to receive that care, then we have to move into this next thought of, okay, I have felt my grief. I'm feeling my grief. Okay. Now I'm good. Let's just move on. And what we want to say to our listeners is this idea of now it's time to kind of befriend that grief, that it's not something we move on from just like I haven't moved on from my dad's death almost four years ago, Mm -hmm. I'm moving through, Mm -hmm. but I know that I'm still going to grieve that at times. Yeah. And I think of, I think of two big categories. When I think about grief, I think about the category of sadness and I think about the category of anger and there's maybe more than that, but I think to really enter grief or to be with our grief, we have to, I have had to be able to feel angry about what happened and to feel sadness about what happened. And I have also needed help with that. And sometimes it's been as others have been angry on my behalf, you know, and I, and I've just been almost taken aback and like, wait a minute, you know, why are you so angry about this? And then being able to be with my grief, meaning that I, my ability to hold that anger and that sadness is growing. And that enables me then to really be friended and and recognize like this is part of the journey and there are ebbs and flows. A memory that I may have thought about six months ago that didn't impact me very much. I may think about that memory today and I may feel a lot of anger or sadness about that. And can I be okay with that? Can I befriend that and say, oh, here's some more grief and I'm welcoming that grief because I know that as I allow my my body and my soul and my spirit to process that, to go through it, and, and especially if I can go through it with the people who love me and care about me, there's healing there. There's, there's, I'm, I am sensing freedom that I, I didn't have before because I could not be with my grief. And, and I was a very much afraid even that if I feel anger about this, I'll never come out of it. Or if I feel this, if I really cry, I'll never stop. And so befriending it to me just feels a little bit more like normalizing it, like making it and allowing it to be a normal part of my journey now. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's so true and good and right. And I want to say that those questions of, is this okay? You know, is it okay to be feeling overwhelmed again or having a bad day or moment or week or whatever it is? One of the ways that you've known that it's not only okay, it's setting you up for even deeper healing and connection is because you have chosen to show up and let others be with you in it 
that has helped you to befriend it Mm -hmm. because we've given you our eyes, our ears, our presence to say, share, not only is this okay, we don't want you to feel alone in it anymore. Yeah. Which is so huge. You know, even all these years later, it's like my brain and my body are responding to the fact that I'm not alone anymore with it. Yeah. And so then we, we realize we we come to terms with that we have to some level, and sometimes it's even kicking and screaming. We are befriending our grief, darn it. (laughs) Right. But, and, and there, there, there actually can be a goodness that starts to develop through that as we move into this idea that we are going to do life with both grief and hope and meaning and goodness and purpose that grief will be given honor, but there's more to our lives than the grief. So true, right? It's it. And really, I think befriending my grief enables me to show up in my real life today in a different way because I am, there's, I think there's something, there's been something about me for grieving that has felt now as I'm coming through it. And as I'm recognizing I'm not alone. And as there's like this awareness that there's blessing in the grieving process, like when it comes up, it, there's a sweetness to it too. It feels tender and it feels gentle. And it's like, as I'm able to be tender and gentle with those younger parts of me that had to just build brick walls around the wounds for so long, but now as I can, can really feel the sadness or feel the anger. And then there's a sweetness and a gentleness that is overflowing into my relationships too. I see that in that sweetness, it doesn't mean there's not pain there, but even societies, the, the, the way we look at grief and so many good changes, so much recognition of grief. And even for children that I just am so grateful for that there are people that are doing camps and trauma therapies, helping children in real time. But what typically has been true is that there's a lot of, for one, everybody's grief journey is different. There are common elements, but the expression of those vary from person to person. And so what happens is if we are trying to grieve right (laughs) and we aren't grieving right, we start to shame and judge ourselves in the grief. And that increases the pain that we already feel. And so I love what you're saying that when that comes up for you, I feel like that sweetness that you feel, even though it's painful is you actually seeing that little girl and saying, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You're not alone anymore. Yeah. I'm with you. We have the good care of other people who see us and love us. Yeah. And, and so really it's that wounded part, right? Mm, Yeah. That wounded part that is receiving healing. There also have been times, and as you know, that where I've been so angry, like even so angry 
you know, toward God for allowing it. And where it's just been where anger has been the thing that has been so strong. And I struggled with that because I did not grow up with freedom to be angry, um, very much the opposite, not allowed to feel anger or express anger. And so I had to go through this kind of process of what does it mean to be able to really be angry about what happened and how it has affected my life and to put every word to that, that I'm feeling. And so I started writing a lot and just lamenting and it felt wrong. It felt bad. I like what you were saying. Like there's no rule book on how to do grief. Like there is no set steps. If you do one, and two, and three, then you'll be fine. Every single person does grief differently and differently at different times. Mm. And so, and I, and I just want to also make the point again, that it's, it's why it's so important to have someone with whom you can show up and be real about what you're feeling, what you're thinking, how angry you really are, whatever it is that you're going through. Like, because if your friends and your family cannot contain, and frankly, a lot of people cannot, and I, and I get that. I understand that. I wish that we were able, I wish as a society, we had a greater capacity to hold the hard emotions, you know, but like, we need people who have the capacity to hold the bigness of our emotions in order to go through, because we can't. If we don't believe that our friends and family can, can handle it. It, It's so true. And this gets into mental health issues. Mm -hmm. It just gets into these spaces where people are ashamed to show up in what Mm -hmm. they're feeling, what they're thinking, how deep their struggle is. Mm -hmm. I used to think that for some reason, I just struggled deeper than most people. Some of that could be true to some degree if you haven't had complex childhood trauma. Yet what that did was send me into hiding, pretending, and performing because nobody could contain the stories until I met a few people who had already gone through and going through those deep struggles Mm. And normalizing that if you've had complex childhood trauma, of course, you are going to have a lot of confusion, a lot of shame, Mm -hmm. a lot of ambivalence, a lot of contempt for yourself, for others, both. And we can help you through that. Yeah. We can be with you in it Mm -hmm. and we won't judge your journey. We will call forth things that we want to see flourish in your life and some adjustments that we need to make at times, Mm -hmm. but with, without the judgment. And with the awareness that this is normal, this is healthy going into our struggles and, and struggling through, like you said, it's grief and hope. It's, it's like journeying forward with grief and hope. If we could really believe at the core of our being like, this is normal really normal and really healthy to actually feel the things that we feel, to have the ability and the place where we can bring it forward and it's normalized. I've never invited our listeners to do this before, but I'm going to do it today. I want to invite our listeners to actually share this podcast. 
I've had a few people say your podcasts give me words to what I didn't even know I was feeling or what was going on. And I offer this from a heart of, I want to see people know that their grief is welcome. I will go ahead and mention that we, we are in the planning stages and we will release the details soon of offering a few story groups for those who are, who are curious and saying, I want to experience the goodness of what you and Cher are talking about. And I'm not sure where to go. Yes, we've been talking about this for a long time and just made the decision recently that in the fall 2022, we will be offering some story groups and opening up that opportunity because we want to provide a place. There are other people out there doing this work too, but we want to provide a place where we can meet with some people in that context and help them walk this path. I really enjoyed this conversation. You know, I, I heard someone say at a grief conference that I went to is that, you know, when you, when you have done your own work and you feel called to help other people, there, there is a joy in it. Yeah. And that that's how I feel. Even as we process trauma out loud, that there's a joy in, and a hopeful expectation that we can give other people hope through our own journeys, but it was, yeah. it was just so good to be with you today. Yeah. You too, Candace. Love you so much. Love you too. Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. Music was created by Kayla Paxton, and our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Story LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.